There's a radio show with a bloke that you know. And he shakes it just like a maraca. He tells stories so grand of this vast, timeless land. And they call it Sunday with Macca. Oh, g'day, Macca. It's Richard from Otunga near Manila. Near Tamworth? Yeah. I've got a good news story. <laughs> good. We're drought affected up here and I'm a grazier. Yesterday we got a call from a local produce merchant to say, come on in at two o'clock and collect a couple of free bales of hay. So a group of us went in. We were met by eight blokes from the Muslim community and they'd come up from Sydney, uh, Rooty Hill where their mosque is and down in Canberra too and they raised funds and arranged to give this highway and it was uh, a really good experience I tell you. I bet it was. Isn't that lovely? Isn't that and lovely? I was yarning to one of them and he said, oh look, our community's going through a bit of difficulty too with bad press and what have you and uh, like your community's going through a dry spell, well, we're just wanting to show that we're thinking of you and it helps us think of them now. Just thought I'd let you know. Richard, you led Australia now, and I bet they were pleased to meet you just as you were pleased to meet them. Well, yeah, my farm was on the way home. They were going back to Sydney, so they called in and we actually fed the hay out to the cattle, and that was a new, new experience for them too, and they saw what went on in the land, and they said how grateful they were for the farmers who provide them with their food ultimately, I guess, and so that was a good experience as well. All right, Rich, keep up the good work. You never know when there's a nice load of hay around the corner, do you? No, well, that's right. They, they said they'd come back, so we'd welcome them. Rich, well, you ain't got a cracker. They tell stories so grand of this vast, timeless land, and they call it Sunday with Macca. They all call it Sunday with Macca. Yeah, they all call it Sunday with Macca. Get on with it, Macca. It was a good news story. That was Richard last week uh, on the program. Uh, Good morning. Welcome to the program. 1300 700 222. That's our number. Uh, My problem at the moment, amongst other things, is rats um, or a rat. Um, And I don't want to put... (laughs) I don't want to put poison out in the house uh, because there's a dog involved. So I don't know what you do. Um, Traps... I'd like to cap it, catch it in a cage and have a look at it because I thought it might not be a rat. I thought it might be a like a fascigali or something like that. Um, but anyway, uh, I know you'll have a you'll have a um, yeah solution to the problem. Thirteen hundred seven hundred triple two on the program this morning. We'll talk a little bit about education, about honour rolls. I got in a cab the other day, well, which I and I always ask the cabbie. I'd say, how's business? Well, George let fly, told me how terrible it was since Uber's turned up and uh, how he's raising a family with four kids and how it's um, Uber's just destroyed. That's what he said, uh, destroyed. I just listen. It's always nice to talk to people. Taxi drivers have got their ear to the ground because they talk to lots of people. Our number's 1300 700 222. Lots of things, uh, lots of emails, which I'll get to in a moment, and we'll talk to you. Christmas cards, thank you. We've, this is, we've got two programs left. We'll be finished. Our last program's early in December. The, is it the 9th or the, yeah, the 9th of December. So a couple more. I went to, um, a little concert last night, um, school concert where the choirs and everything sang Christmas songs and, you know, Jingle Bells and stuff, but they sang some Australian Christmas carols, the Wheeler and James ones, which I think are the best. You know, they've got, there's some lovely, like Three Drovers, which 
Wheeler and James, all those years ago, um, took the traditional Christmas stories and Australianised them. So instead of the three wise men, it's three drovers. It goes, you know, across the plains one Christmas night, three drovers riding blithe and gay. And um, all silver stars, the silver stars are in the sky. They're fantastic. Love them. And the north wind, all those. And occasionally you hear them. I was most surprised last year to hear Lily singing um, Christmas Bush. For his adorning. It was just fantastic. So we had a lovely time last night with Tara out at Parramatta in New South Wales in Sydney. It was um, it was fantastic. But look, we'll talk to you, 1300 700 G'day, this is Macca. Yeah, Macca, it's Trev. How are you going? Good, thanks, Trev. <laughs> yeah, good, mate. Just um, around to say hello. Listen to you guys every Sunday morning when we can. We're doing um, white load piloting, um, white loads around Australia. Just like to say hello to all the other pilots and drivers out there. There's a lot of that going on, isn't there, Trev? Oh, yeah, not wrong, mate, especially getting near Christmas. We're on our way to Kurumba with, with a couple of huts to go over to Groot Island, so we've got a fair way to go yet. What have you got huts, did you say? Yeah, they're like um, cabin huts, yeah. caravan park huts, yeah, got a couple of them. We do a lot of mining equipment as well, you know. Yes, I see them from time to time, and you, especially if you're on the highways uh, anywhere, and, and the further... Um, out back you go or whatever. You see some rippers in Western Australia and in the Territory. You see some huge loads, don't you? Yeah, that's right. I just got around, got back from a round Australia trip. I went um, Brisbane to Mackay, Mackay to Moorumbah, Moorumbah to Carrapa, Carrapa to Perth, Perth back to Nemo, and then back to Brisbane in about two and a half weeks. Oh, wow. How long have yeah. you, do- <laughs> you been doing that, Trev? Uh, six years. Gee, and you obviously enjoyed it. Yeah, it's nice to see Australia, isn't it? Oh, it is, mate. There's so many places I haven't been or haven't seen. Um, I'm going down the Victorian Highlands at Christmas time, so that's one place where you don't normally take a wide road. Yeah, yeah, so what are the things you've got to be careful of, Trevor, with your wide road? Uh, oh, just, just um, beware of bridges, you know, like traffic coming towards bridges and uh, corners. Um Caravan, is any caravan out there? If you see a pilot coming towards you guys, then you've got a two-way, throw it on Channel 40 and just say good day, you know? Yeah. We'll let you know, we'll let you know what's going on. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised how many people have radios and don't use them, mate. <laughs> Trev, where's, where's home for you? Uh, Brisbane at the moment. Uh-huh. What do you mean at the moment? Well, I've moved over from, from uh, Perth, but I'm thinking about relocating to Mackay, so... And what, is that for work or for pleasure? Oh, no, uh, for work, because there's a lot of work up around Mackay area for oversized loads in the mining area, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, we try and listen to your show every morning, Macca, um, every Sunday morning, Macca. It's a bit of a godsend to break up the monotony of the driving, you know? <laughs> so, well, well, it's people <laughs> like you, Trev, that make it uh, a bit of a godsend. Um, it's nice to talk to people all over the place, see what they're doing, what uh, ordinary Australians are doing, and, uh, yeah, they're take on the world which is uh, that's why I like it yeah well today we're on the um, where are we the, the Agla Highway uh, heading towards Dolby and then Miles Roma um, Augustella Tambo today and then up to Cloncurry tomorrow and then up to Corumba on Tuesday <laughs> I'm exhausted <laughs> I'm exhausted Trev uh, it's just down the road mate <laughs> what um, what sort of a rig do you drive what's uh... I drive a Fiat um, Ducato wagon it's all decked out for um, camping you know like it's got the fridge kitchen uh, double bed in there and wow. you've, got to be comfy, you've got to be comfy on the road because you're living this thing up for a couple of weeks at a time you know yes exactly exactly 
Yeah, so you got to be comfy. It's all, you know, you have all the signs and everything on it. Yeah, so yeah, it's not a bad job. Exactly. You know, like you get to see the country. Every day is different. You never know what you're doing from one day to the next until the phone rings and say, "Trip, you know, can you do this load? Yeah, no worries." And who's that bloke in the background? That's that's a two-way. That's that's the other pilot up front. All oh, right, so there's two of you. Oh yeah, we got two huts. One one pilot each. He's just calling the bridges. Uh huh. Yeah, so I've got to turn, turn down fairly well at the moment, so otherwise it echoes through the radio, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, but no, the loads um, vary from anything. We could be doing anything from wind farm blades to um, park huts like we're doing today. They're huge, aren't they, those wind farm blades? They're huge Yeah, things. they're 80, 80 metres long. I was doing some of them the other night, taking them up through Toowoomba there. That was fun. Going, that, going, uh, around, going around all over corner there, you've got to take up both lanes, you know? Imagine if we're... I mean, I... <laughs> I I just scratch my head. I, I just imagine if we could make those in Australia. I mean, it's just... Oh, it's yeah, a, someone it's, would be making a fortune out of it, you know? Exactly. We're importing all this stuff. Even even the um, the coal trains, you know, all those wagons, they're all yeah. made overseas. I mean, I can't believe it. It's just... Yeah, yeah, it's just wasted revenue, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I just you know? I just scratch my head. And if there's unemployment or whatever there is, or we're not making enough money, we should, be make, we should have been. It's too late now, but we should have been making those things here. Yeah, well, you look at this wind farm out there. There's 128 towers, so there's three sections to a tower, and then a generator unit, and then there's the um, three blades to each one. So you know, you look at it, nearly a thousand, over a thousand loads for the for the wind farm for overdimensional load. You know, so it's just um, out of Port of Brisbane, out to Dolby, and turn right up into the Bunya Mountains. Trev, I'll come for a run with you someday. Good on you. Nice to talk. <laughs> Hey, you'd love to come and have a chat. <laughs> All right, good on you, Trev. No worries, thanks, guys. See you, mate. Bye. Bye. G'day, this is Macca. G'day, Macca. It's Laura. How you doing? Good, thanks, Laura. Where are you? I'm in Sunshine on the Tullamarine Freeway, actually. All right, yep. Um, I have a rat solution for you. Oh, great. Yeah, tell me, tell me. Peppermint oil on cotton wool buds. What so is it? Just Start again. Pep- peppermint oil. Yeah, on cotton wool buds. Cotton buds in yep. the corner where they're coming through. They can't stand the smell, so they stay away. Oh, really? Yes. And where, how did you find that one out, Laura? Um, from my tenant upstairs who has a rat problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, peppermint oil. Peppermint, peppermint oil. There you go. Heaps of it. I'm talking to a bloke I talked to oh months ago now, Ken Stevenson, who was instrumental in the rededication of the World War One honour board at Sydney Technical High School. Something which could happen right round Australia, I reckon, in lots of honour boards. Ken, you've yeah, just really seen good. your board's just been unveiled. Feelings. Oh, ecstatic, trying to come down from a high. Absolutely blown away with how good it looked when the lights shone on it and the Premier opened the, uh, opened the, the screen on it, yeah. And you, but I'm very grateful. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just so thrilled that these new names that have been added to the board now have their place in history and they've been recognised. And it's all about the mob, really, isn't it? Kids who went to school and teachers and mm. their story. Their story is the story of the war, really, Absolutely, isn't it? yeah. Like the young fella who was going up the gangplank at age 15, young Rupert Donaldson, and he hears a voice behind him saying, Donaldson, what are you doing here? 
Oh, same as you, sir. <laughs> it was his English teacher. <laughs> Fifteen. Yeah, both on the same troop ship out of mm. Sydney. Yeah. D- tell me about the bloke who did the actually did the sign writing for the board because they're a wonderful thing, a, an honour board, aren't they? Yeah. And you see them everywhere in RSLs, but you see them in rugby clubs and schools and all over the place. Yeah, it's Paul Jordan, who's technically a sign writer, but he's become a world authority in gilt lettering, gold lettering. And he lectures and he teaches people to do it. He keeps the old art going. Many times clubs say to him, how much is it going to cost to do this? He says, well, you can do it the good way or, you know, you can do it with a bit of lacquer and a bit of plastic stick-on lettering. Oh, we'll do that. And they usually end up coming back and saying, wish we'd done it the right way with you. <laughs> so it's, it, he, he, it's a work of art. It's not sign writing. And there's got to be passion in it. And he believes in what he's doing. Remembered by students who are here in 100 years, hopefully. Well, when the first board was done in 1917, it was referred to in the press as their most treasured possession in the school. And with this new one, I've challenged the students to regard it in the same way, a most treasured possession. And just tell me the impetus. Well, why did you want to do this? When did, this, when did the uh, oh, light bulb go on? Oh. <laughs> they say I should stop asking questions and keep my hands in my pockets. <laughs> I just saw the board at the school here and I thought, you're looking sad, old girl. You are looking so sad. So I kept nagging and asking questions for about three years and eventually I was introduced to the history head teacher who caught the flame. Yeah, Robert Devlin, and he ran with it. And that could happen right around Australia, couldn't it? Because, as I said, it's the story of the mob. An honour board is really Mm. the story of the mob, isn't it? The sad story, Macca, is that um, so many of these boards have gone missing, destroyed, and the Granville Technical College one, nobody knows where it is. But it's all there in the press of 1915. The names of the students, everybody. But nobody knows where it is, not even the security guards. And if they don't know, nobody does. Ken, well done. Nice to see you again. Thanks, Macca. G'day, this is Macca. Hey, good morning, Macca. This is uh, Usha and Mario from um, Los Angeles, originally from Melbourne. There you go, Usha. Tell me. Yeah, so we are so proud to be um, able to talk to you this morning because we listen to you all the time in um, in Melbourne and we've been listening to you here in Los Angeles as well. And this opportunity to talk to you and thank you for bringing all the people together all over the world, you know, Melburnians and Australians all over the world. And from Australia, you know, we hear everybody's stories and it's wonderful that there is a person like you who can bring everything together. Well, it's a network really, uh, Usha, isn't it? It's lovely to be able to be in contact with everybody. Tell me, what are you doing, uh, you, what are you doing in Los Angeles? Uh, actually, um, our daughter had, uh, was having a baby and, um, you know, of course, when you're, not, when you're away from home, you need help. So, so Mario and I came over to, uh, you know, give them a hand. And we've been here for four months, and we miss home too. <laughs> but we love our grandson, but we miss home. Yeah, but I've got I've got a friend who's uh, doing exactly the same. They've got uh, they've got um, kids in Japan, and they've gone over for exactly the same reason to look after the baby and all that sort of stuff. So, it's ha- it happens yeah. a lot, Usha. Yes, and it's an opportunity, isn't it? It's an opportunity to be with, you know, the, the, the freshly arrived, you know, little children and to nurture for them. And it's, it's wonderful. I, I'll say. You, now, you've had a lot of yeah. fires over there, haven't you, in Los Angeles? You've been there. How long have you been there? Uh, we've been here for four months. Um, yes, very true. We had just been to Malibu the week before and the fire happened, you know, five days later. And it was two miles from where we are in uh, Tazana, so it, it was, it was, you know, we were right in the middle of it. Um, it. It's devastating. It was devastating to see what was going on. And, you know, 
fire, water, and uh, hurricane. You know, you you can't do anything about it. No, you can't. It uh, happens. Yep. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking about the Victorian fires. Um, that were in 2009, I think it was, wasn't it? 2009? Absolutely, yes. And, yes. and when I was a kid, my mum told me that in 1939, which is a long time ago, um, she was coming back from Tasmania on a boat which docked in Melbourne and there was smoke everywhere. They had the, they, I don't know, with the Black Friday or something, uh, fires in 1939, where the same sort of fire burnt right across Victoria. Um, there weren't more killed because in 1939 the population in Victoria and in Australia was much less than it is now. And I, I suspect one of the reasons why there's been a problem in um, in California is that the population increases and there's people living in places where they didn't live before and, and that's true of everywhere. It is. It is. It's so, it's so true you say that because, you know, you want to be in the nature, you want to make your home in the forest and, you know, you want to grow your, you know, natural vegetables, you want to have your children, you know, unite with nature and, and, and do that. But then again, you know, on the other hand, you have to think twice now with the, with the you know, with the, you know, climate being the way it is. Mm. You don't know where it's going to strike next. Um, Maka, I'll pass you on to my um, my husband Mario. He is an avatar. We both are fans of you, but Mario is uh, he just <laughs> loves you too much. So I'll let him speak with you as well. All right, Usha. Thank nice you for to, taking our call. That's a pleasure. Nice to talk to you, Usha. Uh, absolutely. Thank you. I'm in Canberra. I'm talking to John, who's just presented me with a dozen eggs. Are these your eggs, John, or not your eggs, but your... Not exactly mine, but no, they come from about 500 metres away, where we've uh, moved from Sydney down here, so we could have a big garden for the girls and have some chooks. It's not a commercial sort of thing? No, no, we give them all away. Tell me about the move. I was in Glebe in Sydney with out a blade of grass in the backyard in a terrace house, and uh, more and more apartments were going up all around, and the girls were growing up, and I thought we'd just make a move down here, so we got... 1.5 hectares, about 500 metres away in Civic. Well, how's it been? Fantastic. We can come here any time we like and the mountains behind us. I notice when I come into Canberra every time, it's a lot of high-rise going on here too. Yeah, yep, it's coming. I'm thinking of moving a little further north each year, as they say. <laughs> uh, I might go right up north to Gungahlin, which is the edge of the ACT. See, a lot of people would think about doing what you but wouldn't do it because that's a big thing. Are you, were you a local Glebe boy or a Sydney boy? Or Yep, yep. I had a business for 20 years there in uh, Ultimo and light rail came and just became more and more hard to conduct business and I thought I'll take the opportunity to close up, go online and come down here, make the tree change. What do you do? Pretty much semi-retired now, just a big veggie garden, a victory garden in the backyard, a little bit of helping out with people with mental health problems in the local area. So it's been a good move. How have the kids like it? Oh, fantastic. They may not appreciate it, but I'm sure it's in their minds. <laughs> they'll, they'll know later on. Well, that's a wonderful thing to do. And have you found the Canberra community, say, as opposed to the Glebe Sydney community? Uh, very good, yeah, a lot closer, a lot more academic. I go in and uh, hang around at the ANU, international relations studies there going on. I met a bloke from the ANU last night in one of the departments here. Anyway, go on. I was just thinking, by the way, I heard you interviewing the knife sharpener the other day. Oh, right. Glebe. He's yeah. my neighbour over the back door. Helic. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah He's yeah. sharpening knives at the back of his motorbike. Yes, I recorded that and I've played it to him a couple of times and he, he loves it. He's proud to be on the radio. Yeah, that's an interesting gig too. He just travels around sharpening knives and. Yeah, but he won't wear the high vis. Every time I take it out and try and put it on him, he says, no, no, I, I worry about him zooming around on the bike. Now tell me about your chooks. What sort of chooks have you got? Uh, Isa Browns. 
Are they the best, yeah. are they? Good? Yeah, very hardy, and they, they lay quickly for two or three years. A mate of mine's got some chooks around the corner from me, and I live in the Burbs in Sydney. He has a trouble now and again with foxes. Yep, you've got to be a bit dedicated. Um, you've got to go down and let them out in the morning and then lock them up at night because the foxes will come around. As soon as it starts to get dark, they'll come around patrolling. Lots of foxes in Canberra? Yes, and unfortunately we're not able to control them ourselves, so uh, they do get around and it's regular for people to have their chooks cleaned out by foxes. Kangaroos too? Hell of a lot of kangaroos. You'll see them around here. They're a protected sort of species around here as well. See you, Rudy. Good on you, mate. Thanks for the tip about the burning. I'll pass it on, mate. There's a, a huge Angley village behind us here. Uh-huh. That I, I work up there with the people there. Um, a lot of them have mental health problems. Mm. So I got Rudy's idea of the burning. We might try that. You know. What's that? What's that? He made the, a picture for you there. He gets a bit of wood with a yeah. hot iron and yeah. he, just, he can draw oh, on yeah. it and make patterns and yeah. things. And then he told me he'd used an old ore. So you can pick any sort of thing that's wood mm. of significance and draw your own message on it. Yes, that's right. Might yeah. be a great release for people. Rudy's got Parkinson's. <laughs> yeah, but uh, what a great attitude. Yes, exactly, exactly. We've got to have that. It's no good letting it beat you down, is it? But it's certainly a battle. Yes, well, that's like you said, you know, when things are getting uh, on top of you, you know, that's what Aussies do. They pick up the pieces and mm. carry on. John, thanks for coming down and thanks for the eggs. I'll, I'll... go and tell the chooks. <laughs> good on you, mate. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank good you. On you. Yeah, good morning, Mac. It's Chris speaking. Yes, Chris. Yeah, look, uh, I live at um, just near Innisfail, and I've listened to the um, Where the Cane Fields Burn song, and I yeah. thought, okay, well, I've just ridden from Flying Fish Point on my push bike. I've come across the, um, the South Johnson and the North Johnson. You probably need to know that, we, that the North Johnson is just about um, so low that Innisfail, the um, intake of water, is not possible at the moment, and the local council are in a bit of a dilemma. So we've had... Very little rain around Innisfail. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I just thought I'd tell you that. That's um, you know, meant to be close to the nearest wettest town in, in um, Australia. And when does the wet season usually start? About now? Oh, uh, well, gee, that's, that's um, a tough call. That's Any, a, how anywhere about string, there. yeah. Yeah, end of January is, is when I sort of start worrying about lots of rain. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, so, but you haven't had much at the moment? and, and the No, st- we've... Had a few you know, thunderstorms rolling over the tablelands from the west, but we've got a very very little amount of rain out of that. Uh huh. And, 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 and what's the story with the river again? Well, the the, the North Johnson, where the intake for the um, the water intake for the town of Innisfail, population about ten thousand. Mm-hmm. Well, the North Johnson is so low that the intake valves are are almost clear of the water. So the local council think, okay, what do we do? We have to put in a, a weir on the North Johnson River. Yeah. So that's the plan, is it? Yeah, that's that's what they're talking about. Yeah. And so, yeah. what are they, are they trucking water in, or things like that? What's going on? No, it's not. It's not that bad at this stage, but we're on, you know, sort of um, highest level water restrictions. So um, that's pretty unusual for Innisfail. I'll say um, Tully and Innisfail yeah, fight it out for the, yeah. for the wettest place, yeah. don't they, in Babinda? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Babinda usually gets gets the gets the gong each year. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm a uh, bicycle rider and I just happened to be out on the hills and heard the song. I thought, well, I've come from Flying Fish Point and I've ridden across, you know, two of the Johnson Rivers and I'm looking at the highest mountain in Queensland, Mount Bartle, Bartle Frey, Frey, yeah. And Bellamon Kerr is just over there and they're both um, Bartle Frey is cloud free at the moment. Bellamon Kerr's got a little bit of cloud on it and it's going to be a hot day, Mac. It's going to be a really hot day. Here. Chris, uh, Bill's got to be proud of you. Thanks for your call, mate. Nice to talk. Right, thank you. Bye. See ya. Good morning, Macker. It's Ken Baxter from Cunderdon in West Australia, east of Perth. How are you, Kenny? How are you this morning? Yeah, good, mate. A bit, uh, bit worse for wear 
<laughs> but go on, go on. Um, I just wanted to have a quick chat. Um, we're having a wonderful harvest here. How lucky we are compared to the east of, uh, uh, eastern states. Um, well, it's a good thing someone's been... had a good harvest, Kenny. It's a good thing, uh, I think. <laughs> yeah, cause... We're... Uh, we probably could have the best one ever here for this area and uh, everything's going along. We've been lucky. The weather's been good and uh, everybody's very happy. And also, um, I rang you uh, when we had our 80th anniversary of our web machinery dealers in West Australia in Cumberton and uh, we rang you for our 80th and it's uh, our 100th next year. So we're go. pretty proud. My son's the, the uh, principal now and... Uh, we're looking forward to it, and uh, we're also just up the road from the old mate, Rolly Meller. Oh, yeah. Spiriting. Yeah. yeah. So uh, how lucky are we? Um, we did send um, from uh, not far uh, west of us, they sent about, I think, 15 truckloads of hay over uh, to the farmers over there, so we're all part of it, you know, and uh, we feel sorry for them, and we're just how lucky are we? Ken, it's it's interesting, is it? A, cu- a couple of stories. Um, my, I remember my uncle said to me once uh, about one of his. Uh, this is years ago, thirty years ago, forty years ago, about one of his uh, wheat harvests. He says, "I think this is the best one I've ever had." Um, and it, you could tell the pride in his voice, you know. Yeah, yeah uh, no, the, it's wonderful. And the other, um, the other one was from our correspondent in South Australia, um, who who's a journalist over there in South Australia, um, and he 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 said uh, he used to write poetry. Uh, about um, about all sorts of things, and he said to see a to see a man in a field of wheat is to see a man at prayer. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when you've yeah. got one, and it's a lovely thing. Uh, can oh, see that's it. right. Yeah, We're so. uh, our business. We we we've done a bit of research. We think we could be one of the oldest companies in Australia, still operating in the family name. Like as I said, my son's a fourth generation, so we're pretty proud of that in the, in the world today to be able to survive that long in our game. <laughs> I'll say. Ken, good on you and uh, Thanks, yeah, happy harvest. What time's harvest yeah. start? Oh, well, they'll be going now, even on a Sunday, mate. They keep going, yeah. Day and yeah. night. They get going. Some of them work all night if the night's good enough. Good on you, Ken. Thanks, Mago. All the best for Christmas. Thank you. Same to you. Bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.